from BrianCates.substack.com. John Durham will be the main prosecutor at Danchenko's trial. FBI recordings of Danchenko's interviews are going to be highly problematic for the defense. By Brian Cates. On August 1st, Special Counsel John Durham dropped his latest bombshell. Durham himself is going to be the lead prosecutor in the upcoming October trial of the suspected Russian spy who fled the country in 2010 under suspicion of having engaged in espionage and yet somehow was back in the United States by 2016, employed by the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign via Fusion GPS as the primary subsource for Christopher Steele's fake dossier. While Durham took a back seat during the Michael Sussman trial, that won't be the case during trial of suspected Russian spy Igor Danchenko. Durham files to be lead prosecutor in the Danchenko trial. Durham didn't even sit at the prosecution table in the Sussman trial. He certainly did not file to be the lead prosecutor in that case. All the proceedings in the courtroom at the Sussman trial were handled by three junior members of the special counsel's office, Jonathan Algor, Andrew DeFilippis, Michael Thomas Kilty. John Durham never said one word in the courtroom while the proceedings were underway. So it sets a completely different tone for this upcoming trial that Durham has told the court he is lead prosecutor in this case. What is the Danchenko trial about? The upcoming trial is about five specific times Danchenko is alleged to have deliberately lied to federal officials who were interviewing him about his major role in the construction of what has come to be called the Steele dossier hoax. The Steele dossier was used by the FBI to get a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, warrant, to legally spy on the Trump campaign while the 2016 presidential race was still ongoing. The surveillance continued all the way through September 2017, long after Trump had won the election and had assumed office inside the White House. Only after they had already used the Steele dossier to apply for a surveillance warrant on Carter Page in October of 2016 did the FBI get around to any attempts at verifying the allegations Danchenko had provided. Agents did not begin meeting with Danchenko to question him about the dossier allegations until January of 2017, when the FISA warrant was up for the first of three subsequent renewals. Over the course of the next several months, during this series of interviews with FBI agents, interviews that were often recorded without Danchenko's knowledge, more on that in a minute. Danchenko told five specific falsehoods. It is strange that the FBI was secretly recording its interviews with Danchenko, but this will help Durham make his case. In normal interviews with suspects, it's been long-standing agency policy that FBI agents are not allowed to make recordings of interviews. They are instructed to make handwritten notes during or immediately following the interview. The agents then enter the notes into the FBI computer system to create 302 
interview forms. This policy played a direct role in the fiasco of the General Michael Flynn case. That was the major scandal where former top officials inside the DOJ, the FBI, and the Mueller Special Counsel all conspired together to target Flynn with an invented crime so that they could investigate and then prosecute him. Because there were no recordings of the interview between Flynn and FBI agents Peter Strzok and Joe Pientka, the 302 interview forms that the two agents filled out took on major significance in the Flynn case. And it's widely known that there were a whole series of strange shenanigans around these Flynn interview 302 forms. Pientka's role in all of this continues to be an exceedingly strange one. Six years on, he remains the DOJ FBI invisible man in all the attention and hoopla surrounding the ever-growing Spygate scandal, where people at the FBI, such as Strzok and Lisa Page and Andrew McCabe, became household names. Pientka remains an actual anomaly right in the center of the entire scandal. In his detailed FISA abuse report, DOJ Inspector General Michael E. Horowitz and his team of investigators did a deep dive into many of the issues surrounding the Flynn 302 interview forms. It turned out FBI lawyer and Strzok side piece Lisa Page was helping Strzok edit the 302 forms to make it look as if Flynn had been deceptive in his answers when both Strzok and Pienka had reported to their superiors that Flynn didn't appear to be lying to them. Now here in another related Spygate case, all of a sudden the Durham Special Counsel's Office is revealing that the FBI was secretly recording some of its interviews with Danchenko without Danchenko's awareness or permission. Several times in the Danchenko indictment, the FBI reveals it was making recordings of some of Danchenko's interviews with its agents without Danchenko being aware of this. From the filing, B, Danchenko's statements to the FBI regarding PR Executive 1. 53, on or about June 15, 2017, the FBI interviewed Danchenko in the Eastern District of Virginia, regarding the company reports. FBI agents recorded the June interview without Danchenko's knowledge, end quote. Note that because of the recordings of some of these interviews, there are detailed transcripts of what was said, FBI agent one. Um, because obviously I don't think you're the only Danchenko, mm-hmm, FBI agent one, person that has been contributing. You may have said one, and this is the other thing we're trying to figure out, FBI agent one, do you know PR executive one, Danchenko? Do I know PR executive one? Yeah, FBI agent one. How long have you known him? Laughing, pause, Danchenko. I've known PR executive one for pause, I don't know, a couple years, maybe, FBI agent one, a couple years, Danchenko, but, 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 I've known of him for like 12 years, dot, 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 yeah, yeah, he likes Russia, I don't think he is, uh, would be in any way be involved, but, but, uh, but, but, he's, uh, unintelligible, what I would think would be easily played, maybe, uh, he's a bit naive in this, um, liking of Russia, 
FBI agent one. Okay, so you've had, was there any, but you had never talked to PR executive one about anything that showed up in the dossier company reports, right? Danchenko, no. FBI agent one, you don't think so? Danchenko, no. We talked about, you know, related issues perhaps, but no, 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 nothing specific. A, in the March 16th, 2017 interview, which the FBI recorded without Danchenko's knowledge, Danchenko confirmed in substance his claim that he had received an anonymous call from someone he believed was probably Chamber President One, stating in part, quote, I have to talk to guys with Russian Media Company One and see what what's he's really about, whether he was the person who contacted me, where he is now, and I probably spoke with him, but I don't know. Anyway, strange character. B. In the interview conducted on or about May 18, 2017, which the FBI also recorded without Danchenko's knowledge, Danchenko repeated in substance the same claim. Specifically, an FBI agent reminded Danchenko that he had previously told the FBI that he, quote, got the call from the guy up in uh, New York that you thought was Chamber President 1, to which Jan Danchenko responded, yes. Thereafter, Danchenko stated in part, I'm not sure if I, he called, but I just don't remember, but I, I was at the time, I was under the impression it was him because I talked to Russian media company one, to Russian journalist two, and I assumed it would have been him. He never showed up. He never showed up in New York, end quote. Sussman's defense team may have found wiggle room arguing about handwritten notes and witnesses' recollection of discussions from years gone by. Danchenko's lawyers are going to have a much tougher go of it. So one key thing that will make the Danchenko trial markedly different from the Sussman trial is that in Sussman's case, a lot of time was spent arguing over handwritten notes, jotted down following the key meeting in the case. Much of the testimony in the former Perkins Coie lawyer's trial involved people trying to recall details of meetings from over five years ago. As it so happens, Durham isn't relying on handwritten notes scribbled down after the fact, and he won't need to rely on much, if any, testimony where witnesses attempt to recall events from five or six years ago. Durham has recordings and transcripts to work with. What does Durham's indictment actually claim? You can read the special counsel's indictment of Igor Danchenko here. Link in the article. Here's how Durham explained Danchenko's alleged crimes in that indictment. First, the special counsel sets the stage by explaining how a completely innocent American citizen, Carter Page, ended up being accused by the FBI of being a foreign agent working for Russia while he was part of the Donald Trump presidential campaign. Quote, indictment. The grand jury charges that. Part one. Introduction and Overview. 1. On or about July 31st, 2016, the Federal Bureau of Investigation here and after FBI opened an investigation known as Crossfire Hurricane into whether individuals associated with the Donald J. Trump presidential campaign, the Trump campaign, were coordinating activities with the Russian government. 2. Beginning in or about July 2016 and continuing through December 2016, the FBI began receiving a series of reports from a former British government employee, UK Person 1, 
that contained derogatory information on then-candidate Donald J. Trump, Trump, concerning Trump's purported ties to Russia, the company reports. Three. Earlier that year, a U.S.-based international law firm, Perkins Coie, acting as counsel to the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign, the Clinton campaign, had retained a U.S.-based investigative firm, U.S. Investigative Firm 1, Fusion GPS, to conduct research on Trump and his associates. In or about June 2016, U.S. Investigative Firm 1, in turn, retained Christopher Steele, a former officer in a friendly foreign intelligence service, Foreign Intelligence Service 1, MI6, and his UK-based firm, Orbis Business Intelligence, UK investigative firm 1, to investigate Trump's reported ties to Russia. 4. During the U.S. presidential election season and afterwards, Christopher Steele and employees of Fusion GPS provided the Steele dossier to multiple media outlets and to U.S. government personnel. 5. The Steele dossier played an important role in applications that FBI personnel had prepared and submitted to obtain warrants pursuant to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, targeting a United States citizen who had been an advisor to then-candidate Trump, Advisor 1, Carter W. Page. In connection with the FBI's Crossfire Hurricane investigation and the later investigation by Special Counsel Robert S. Mueller III, the FBI relied substantially on the company reports, the Steele dossier, in these FISA applications to assert probable cause that Advisor 1 was a witting agent of the Russian Federation, Carter Page. 6. The FBI obtained a total of four court-approved FISA applications targeting Carter Page, which authorized intrusive electronic surveillance of Page from in or about October 2016 through in or about September 2017. Each of the FISA applications set forth the FBI's assessment that Advisor 1, Carter Page, was a knowing agent of Russia and further alleged, based on the Steele dossier, that Page was part of a, quote, well-coordinated conspiracy of cooperation between Trump's campaign and the Russian government. 7. Over time, the FBI attempted to investigate, vet, and analyze the company reports, but ultimately was not able to confirm or corroborate most of their substantive allegations, end quote. Having set the stage, Durham then introduces Danchenko as the main source for the allegations that were used by the FBI to get that FISA warrant on Carter Page and, by extension, on the Trump campaign itself. The lies Danchenko told the agents interviewing him can be divided into two main categories, lies told to shield actual dossier sources from the FBI, and lies told to offer fake dossier sources to the agents. The first several lies, trying to hide the dossier's real sources from the FBI. And Durham relates how when the FBI began questioning Danchenko about the sources he claimed he used to compile the Trump-Russia collusion allegations that ended up in the Carter W. Page FISA warrant, the native Russian began trying desperately to steer the FBI away from one key source, a longtime Clinton family political associate named Chuck Dolan. So the first big series of lies the FBI caught Danchenko telling to them in these series of interviews involved Danchenko's attempts to hide Dolan's involvement as a dossier source. 
from the filing eight. In the context of these efforts, the FBI learned that Christopher Steele relied primarily on a U.S.-based Russian national, Igor Danchenko, the defendant herein, to collect the information that ultimately formed the core of the allegations found in the Steele dossier, from in or about January 2017 through in or about November 2017, and as part of its efforts to determine the truth or falsity of specific information in the Steele dossier, the FBI conducted several interviews of Danchenko regarding, among other things, the information that Danchenko had provided to Christopher Steele, collectively the interviews, nine. As alleged in further detail below, Danchenko lied to FBI agents during these interviews, ten. First, Danchenko stated falsely that he had never communicated with a particular U.S.-based individual who was a long-time participant in Democratic Party politics and was then an executive at a U.S. public relations firm, PR Executive One Chuck Dolan, about any allegations contained in the Steele dossier, in truth and in fact, and as Danchenko well knew, Danchenko sourced one or more specific allegations in the Steele dossier anonymously to Chuck Dolan, end quote. The next, several lies, proffering a fake source to the FBI. After having tried to steer the FBI away from the actual dossier sources, Danchenko then proceeded to tell his second series of lies when he proffered a fake dossier source to the agents, Sergei Milian. Quote from the filing, Section 5, Danchenko's false statements regarding allegations sourced to Chamber President 1. 90. In addition to making the aforementioned intentionally false statements to the FBI during the interviews, Danchenko also lied to the FBI regarding a call that he purportedly received from someone he claimed to believe was Chamber President 1, Sergei Milian, referenced in paragraphs 42 and 43, supra, in or about July of 2016. Information that Danchenko attributed to that purported call served as a basis for allegations that appeared in the Steele dossier. 91. In particular, an allegation contained in an undated company report described a, quote, well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between Donald Trump, the Trump campaign, and senior Russian officials. This allegation would ultimately underpin the four FISA applications targeting Carter Page. Specifically, the allegation stated, quote, speaking in confidence to a compatriot in late July 2016, Source E, an ethnic Russian close associate of Republican U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump, admitted that there was a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between them and the Russian leadership. This was managed on the Trump side by the Republican candidate's campaign manager, Campaign Manager One, who was using foreign policy advisor, Advisor One, Carter Page, and others as intermediaries. The two sides had a mutual interest in defeating Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, whom President Putin apparently both hated and feared. End quote. End quote. Danchenko attempted to convince the FBI that Milian was the source of some of the Steele dossier's most outlandish claims, such as that there was a well-developed conspiracy of cooperation between the Trump campaign and the Russian government, as well as the infamous P-tape story, 
and that Milian had revealed these key allegations to him in a phone call in July of 2016. In its subsequent investigation, the FBI determined two things. First, that Milian had never spoken to Danchenko, and second, that Danchenko was hiding the real source of the stories that supposedly came to him via this phone call that never happened. So, by September of 2017, even as the agency finally let the third and final renewal of the Carter Page FISA warrant expire for good, the FBI's Crossfire Hurricane team and the Mueller special counsel were well aware that this suspected Russian spy who had provided all the key allegations in that warrant was simultaneously hiding real dossier sources and offering fake ones. They'd known all of this since at least July of 2017, and not only renewed the warrant a third time, they'd made the decision to pursue General Flynn and prosecute him for an invented crime. Durham will prove all of this in court. He has the evidence, and it's looking increasingly like he intends to present it to the jury himself. Danchenko is not the only one who will end up in legal jeopardy due to these FBI recordings. And you can quote me on that. <laughs>